Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back, Julie Harris. We are on day two, and we are talking today about how to answer the question or overcome the objection that every single agent hates hearing, which is simply, I would list my house with you, but I don't have a home to move to. And if you've missed day one, make sure you go back and listen to yesterday's podcast to get all the first, I think, six points. And we gave you a lot of detail, a lot of scripts, a lot of objection handlers, a lot of mindset points. Do not skip yesterday's show. Oh, and by the way, we have over 2,000. <laughs> it's funny to say that. I know. Wow. It's true. Podcasts. Podcasts, yes. Over 2,000 podcasts. I don't know how many YouTube videos we have, to be honest. But That's if you want to get all access to all of our back catalog, and it's all current, you know, the content is, we don't present content that's trendy or that's not going to always, it's evergreen. So if you listen to a podcast that Julie and I did three or four years ago, chances are that content's just as useful now as it was uh, then. So go back and listen to all of our past podcasts. We get messages from some of you that you guys binge on our podcast. I know. You know, that's great. It is. Uh, and uh, the funniest ones are you get these messages too. When someone uh, messages us on Instagram, like at mm-hmm. Tim and Julie Harris, uh, or, you know, that's our Instagram handle or wherever else, and they use our parlance. In other words, they're saying things like drilled down. And, yes, you know, they, it's fun. You know, it is fun. Well, good, because guess what? This way of thinking that you guys are absorbing, so many of you, tens of thousands, this is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals, in at least the United States. It is the way to think in a new market like this because what's happening as a result of you listening? How do you feel? You're feeling more optimistic. You're feeling excited. And isn't it funny how the rest of the world is trying to get you going in the opposite direction of feeling like, you know, not hopeful, feeling pessimistic, feeling scared even. And a lot of you who listen every single day, based on the feedback we get from you, are feeling exact opposite of that. That's good. You know why you're feeling that way? Because you're learning skills. And the skills are making you more confident. And you're in alignment with your highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to other people. And now that you are developing the skills to be of service to other people, you're excited and you're motivated. And you are not intimidated by this market whatsoever. So we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday and point number seven. Yes. And again, we're talking about how to handle the objection. An objection is a question in the mind of your prospect. And that objection is, I would list with you today, Tim. I can't believe what my house could probably get in this market. It'd probably sell right away, but you'd make me homeless. I don't want to do that. There's nothing for me to buy. Now, how do they know that? Because they go to Realtor.com, they search around, and they drive around, and there's not that many signs up. So, of course, they're going to feel that way. Now, how are agents typically handling that? They're agreeing with that seller, would-be seller, and they're saying, you know what? You're right. There's just nothing on the market. But I'll tell you what. I'll put you in the MLS on a drip. We'll do a little, you know, a little search for you, and we'll look at that together. And that's the end of the conversation. That does not get you the listing. That does not get them to move. That does not get you a buyer side. That is the end of the conversation. Thus, perpetuating the fewer sales this year that people are expecting and the lower inventory everybody's talking about. Don't be part of that problem. Be part of the solution. Yesterday, we presented six options. Today, we're going to start with number seven. And this one, you're going to think I'm crazy. This is totally off the beaten path. But I'm telling you, this is straight from coaching calls. People are really doing this. 
And that is this, for your seller to consider this little known but much utilized possibility, buying an RV, a houseboat, or a sailboat, or something like that. We have many examples from coaching clients that have, they've shared with their sellers who cashed out of their homes and simply bought something like this and just decided to travel for a while. You might even be surprised that it's not just baby boomers or retirees who are doing this. Another version of this is for sellers to cash out and rent a series of short-term rentals in different areas of the country or the world, trying out new possibilities before they decide where to land. One of my coaching clients said that their seller was so appreciative to have cashed out and had this, they looked at this as an opportunity. You know what they're doing? They're doing one VRBO per quarter in a different country for the next year, and then they'll revisit the real estate market when they get back. And you can do that. Most You'd be shocked how many people, if they were to go to their employer, if they assume, assuming they have an employer mm-hmm. and they're not self-employed, and say, I want to start working remotely, and the employer will agree to it because maybe this employee is very valuable and they're fearful, yep. the employer is fearful of losing them. And if it takes letting that employee do be a little bit of a, uh, what would be the term if you're, you know, van lifer? It could be. <laughs> you know, for you the know. next 12 yeah. months that they'll do it. And with, um, here's another little fun fact. Starlink, which Julie and I were super excited about a couple of years ago, and we were predicting all the ways that people would start using it. They pretty much all played out, all of our predictions. And what we're seeing are the, so in real estate, guys, there's the A markets, the B markets, and then there's the C markets. And like Julie and I sold real estate and traditionally would have been a B market. In other words, Columbus, Ohio, where we sold real estate was never, say, for example, San Francisco or Miami. You guys get the non-resort, point? Non-resort, non-beach, nothing like that. Exactly. It's just a place where people go live and raise their families and what have you. And many of you sell real estate in markets just like that. Well, what we're now seeing, and those markets had, um, you know, were always trailing the rest of the more, you know, essentially the more dense with uh, population and employment opportunities. You'd see in Columbus, Ohio, you'd, uh, I remember we had a neighbor uh, who read at the time, I don't even know if this newspaper is still in business, um, you know, USA Today, yeah. home appreciation is whatever, whatever. And she's like, well, that means, must mean my house is worth, you know, X. So no, there's no national, you know, appreciation amount. There's no national uh, one market, right? But the reality of it was, is her house hadn't appreciated at all. And we sure as heck weren't in the position. We didn't want to tell her and break her heart. But that's the, the thing that you're seeing now are these B and C markets are starting to appreciate. Julie and I have a little cabin up on a mountain in the middle of nowhere in uh, North Carolina. And I promise you guys, it's nowhere. It's 30 miles from the nearest grocery store. You have to go out of your way to see another human. Yep. Yeah. The exact opposite of living here in Dorado. But here's what has happened. Those markets have taken off. We were, um, you know, we actually had somebody that was coming out to help us get our Starlink set up, which it turned out was super simple. And he was saying he was so busy helping other people that are leaving Atlanta, that are leaving, you know, Columbus, Ohio or California, and they're moving to these more rural areas. What's the point I'm trying to pass along to you guys? Don't assume your clients don't have the same dream of doing something very similar. Now, it wouldn't be a full-time house necessarily, but because of the mobility that Starlink provides, mm-hmm. and now Starlink, whether you knew this or not, you can actually put Starlink on a um, RV or a boat or a sailboat or any of these other possibilities. So someone doesn't, you do not have to be uh, tied to a cable anymore to have very fast broadband speed anywhere on planet Earth. So Open your mind to the possibilities and have some of these conversations. You oftentimes will have to bring some of these conversations to your potential clients, and you might find more often than not that they love your idea. That's right. Okay, point number eight. 
Again, we're talking about, I would list with you, but what am I going to buy? So your seller could consider find, or you consider finding your would-be seller an off-market home to purchase where that seller has flexibility. The advantages here are that you're, you are in complete control of both sides of the transaction because there wasn't any competition. It was never on the open market. And you may then pick up yet another client when the off-market seller also needs to buy. Refer to our podcast series and Housing Wire articles about how to find inventory that's not in the MLS. So this is a whole big can of worms, how to find off-market inventory. We did, I think, a week-long podcast series we've done about it. how to do that. We've done this, and we update this because yeah. it's a very popular topic. We've done that uh, topic probably twice in the last year, mm-hmm. and, and because some of, the, uh, some of our ideas need to be updated because of the fact that maybe, for example off-market listings that are maybe bank uh, notice defaults in your market. There's not a lot in your particular market, things like that. So go back and listen to past podcasts. And by the way, if you really want to drill down on all these things, you guys love our podcast, but this is not real estate coaching. When you're listening to a podcast and you're watching a YouTube video, that's not coaching. That is training. The very best we're doing, uh, and we're hopefully doing a great job for all you guys, is training. If you want to know what real coaching is, if you really want to know what to say and how to say it, get access to all the scripts. We're with an actual coach. That's what Premier Coaching is, and it's free for the first 30 days. So just go to premiercoaching.com, premiercoaching.com, and sign yourself up. There's no risk. It's free for the first 30 days. You get access to a lot of content, including scripts, objection handlers, uh, 90-day massive action plans. Some of you will message me directly, and you'll give me your situation. Say, I'm in this situation. I have this problem, these challenges. What should I do? I'm always going to tell you the, the same thing. Join Premier Coaching. We made it free for 30 days. So none of you would have the excuse not to join. All of you would see it as a solution because there's no risk and it doesn't cost you anything. Go to premiercoaching.com. And if you engage, if you participate, if you go to your daily semi-private coaching call, you're going to learn things. You're going to be rubbing elbows, virtual elbows with other people that are like-minded that are also making this their market because of this market. That is the next natural step for all of you who love this podcast. And we certainly appreciate all your great support. Next point, Julie Okay, well, Harris. wait, I want to have her just for a second. Shout Uh-oh. out to Tina Bloomberg, one of my coaching clients in Atlanta, who is doing today and last week this very point, find an off-market home for your buyer who is only in con- not in contract because you haven't found him something, who also, by the way, comes with a listing. Remember when I was on that call in the gym this morning with Tina? Yeah. Okay, we were talking about this. She went door knocking last week in the exact neighborhood that her buyer said, I only want to live there. And guess what? Not a single thing in the MLS for them. Crickets. So what does Tina do? Because she's coachable. She went door knocking and had she has uh, door hangers talking about her highly motivated buyers who only want to be in that neighborhood. Guess what? One of those homeowners called her this morning and said, yes, if you can get me 900000 for my house, I will sell it. Absolutely. And now, chances are that house is worth more than 900000 Possibly. And so Tina is going to bring her buyer there. And when that buyer falls in love with that house, Tina has created that transaction out of thin air and will then have the pre- have that person's listing for 800,000. So her 800 is moving up to 900, and I I didn't have a chance in the gym to talk to her about what's happened to that $900,000 seller. Where are they going, right? Hold on, Julie, are you telling me that that seller is going to do business with her cuz she brought a prospective buyer to their house that wasn't even for sale? Hmm. And uh did they ask about her uh, social media following? Did they check to see how many followers they had on Instagram? Were they watching no. her TikTok videos nope. or their YouTube videos? Oh, you mean they didn't care about all that marketing and branding stuff that you guys have been brainwashed into believing has to happen for you to be successful in real estate? Are you listening? Are you going to take action on what Julie and I are doing our best to get you to understand? 
that the real work in real estate happens when you're a proactive lead generator. We salute you, Tina. And oh, by the way, if you guys are interested in being in Julie's private coaching schedule, uh, we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago. She probably has room for one or two more people. Text me directly, 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. But when you text me, I need to know your background. I need to know a little bit about you. I need to know what your real estate you know, you frankly, Julie's very picky on who she's going to coach. So after we have that little text exchange, um, if I think, frankly, you're a good fit for Julie, next thing's going to happen is Julie's going to interview you and you're going to interview you, uh, Julie and you guys are going to decide whether you want to move forward or not. But if you think you might be a candidate to be one of Julie's private coaching clients, please text me directly at 512-758-0206. Some of you have asked if I personally am on taking on any clients. The answer is yes. But if you think Julie's picky, I'm even more picky. <laughs> but you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. Next point, Julie Harris. Next point. All right. Number nine, some of your seller prospects may be ready to move into an assisted living care facility. Many of the homes that are coming onto the market right now are in over in 55 and over communities. I can't believe like every time I read that, I think 55 and over. Well, that's getting younger all the time, isn't it? Uh, downsizing. Uh, no, Julie, you're just getting older. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Uh, downsizing empty nester homes and the like. This is a large portion of the inventory that is actually getting listed right now. How do we know that from our tons and tons of coaching calls and coaching clients telling us this? Um, uh, let's see. Tammy in Northern Virginia prospects this crowd specifically she likes working with people who are in that stage and they're going through that transition. She likes assisting them with things like estate sales and, you know, making that tr transition. Go ahead. That works not for every agent because there's no. a lot of extra handholding. There's a there lot is. of detail. When you're working with someone who's downsizing, especially they're downsizing into an assisted living community. By the way, assisted living community is not a nursing home. They're completely different. Assisted living community is usually... Frankly, it's a really nice place that kids aren't allowed. Some of them are decked out. Yeah, they're it's, super it, nice. It's like almost resortish. Some yeah. of these, it, but no kids allowed. No kids allowed. Yeah, well, I mean by appointment only. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, All right. So yes, do yeah. and and here's the other thing that's nice about that particular niche, is generally speaking, the sales agents they don't call themselves that, but the sales agents that work inside these assistant living mm -hmm. facilities, uh, you guys can Google assistant living, but I'll challenge you to expand your thinking so that you're not just uh, focusing on what will mostly be, if you're using those keywords, uh, essentially nursing homes. The you know, nursing homes are a great access to a great opportunity as well. But what you're seeing is a lot of these big publicly traded companies, they're building these massive, you know, essentially facilities and there'll be standalone homes. There'll be then condos and then there'll be true assisted living places. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that once you get in, you buy usually, and then you're going to maybe migrate as you get older from one living situation to the next, to the next, to the next. Now, others of them, most of them are just basically 55 and older communities. And if they're new construction, especially, but even if they're not, you can then befriend the person who essentially is the go-to for that particular community. And once you do, you'll be surprised how frequently they're able to send you business. They're probably, mm -hmm. once they like the service you provide to their clients and to them, they're probably not going to be open or receptive to listening to other agents. Now, with that said, don't be surprised if when you go talk to some of these uh, folks, they have had relationships with other agents. The other agents have let them down and they're looking to upgrade their relationships. It's going to come down to your energy and enthusiasm. It's going to come down to your willingness to be a service, not just to that you know, sales agent, but also to their clients. Open your mind to the possibilities. 
That's right. So point number 10, last but not least, it may not be for everyone. That's why it's on the bottom of the list, but it is certainly an option. What is that? Moving in with relatives. Whether that's moving in with parents or kids or cousins somewhere else, it can be a short-term solution. A lot of times they will come to you with that plan. They'll say, you know what? And, and I think that COVID really helped with some of this with people moving in and assisting their older parents or their kids, or, you know, you had the whole homeschool thing going on. People are doing this. They're, you know, expanding how their family fits together for that amount of time might maybe not forever but a short-term solution but i'll give you another op and this is something that happened it's happened many times in the past like a hundred years mm -hmm. what you'll have is and this is very common in other parts of the world too sure. what you'll do is you'll have uh families that'll buy a big ass house and share it yep and so you'll have the parents that are going to buy a big house with their kids now I couldn't do that personally. That would, I mean, even though my mom was with us. I'm pretty sure we are doing <laughs> okay. that, but Oh yeah. my gosh, we are doing that now <laughs> that I think about it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the reality of it is, is there are those types of um, homes and big, those, if you have a market that has these big properties for sale and maybe yeah. your in-laws or their in-laws have a lot of equity in their home, probably own it and you have some equity. Well, if the house is big enough and it gives enough space for everyone, maybe it makes sense for you guys to buy the house together as you know, under a corporation. And then there you go. It's a big family. It's an communal. option. It's an option. And again, this is something you see a lot in Italy, a lot in Spain, you see mm -hmm. it in different parts of the world where that's a normal way of living. It's like the family house, yeah. which is a different spin. Okay. So what's the bottom line? You cannot just wait around for listings to appear for your seller prospects who have to buy. You know, you guys have been trying that for a while month after month. We've had inventory that's really suppressed for at least two or three quarters, right? So be proactive with different solutions that could work for your clients. You'll have more transactions and they'll value your expertise, netting you both current business as well as future repeat and referral business. So let's drill down on the first point we made yesterday when you were talking about the available of home, a number of homes for sale. So I'm going to review that. There's less than 500,000 houses for sale now, including new construction. A balanced market, there should be about 1.5 million homes for at, sale. At least. Some people say 2.5 million would be balanced. Okay, so here's the reality. If there were more inventory for sale, the inventory of homes for sale would increase. So that means if there's 500,000 homes for sale, there's at least 500 or a million homes out there, owners of homes out there that would like to sell if they had a place to move to. You guys get the logic here? It's not you know perfect, but conceptually, if there was enough move up inventory for sale, if every single marketplace in the, in, you know, the United States all of a sudden having enough homes for sale, you would see a lot of people putting their homes back for sale, yes. you know, listing and moving up or moving down. There's at least a million homeowners out there that would love to put their homes for sale. That means that if you solicit those people directly, you have a million people, you know, that's nationwide, but in your market's, you know, at least tens of thousands, depending, right? that are going to be viable sellers if you bring to them possibilities and how they can buy or sell. They want to sell their home. They just are fearful. They have no place to go to. And hopefully we have given you guys yes. the ammunition to go out and help them overcome that fear. That's right. So what are coaching clients doing with this information? Well, they are putting this into a leave behind, a flyer in addition to their pre-listing packages. They're taking it on their listing presentations or their pre-listing. We call it the appointment before the appointment where you're getting to know them. They're maybe not ready and they're throwing you an objection like, I would list with you, but I have nothing to buy. So now you have 10 different solutions probably one of those is going to work with your seller prospects. But what do agents do bringing this full circle? The only thing that they know to say right now, hope, hopefully we've cured that, <laughs> has been, well, all right, I'll create a search. Tell me what you want. Three bedroom, two bath, two car garage in these two areas. Okay, well, I'll throw that into the MLS. 
and we'll wait around for listings to come for you. But that is not working. The listing inventory is not just skyrocketing. And even if you woke up to 20% more inventory tomorrow, which is unlikely based on the trends that we've been seeing, it would all burn off immediately anyway, and you'd probably have to compete for it. So most of what we mentioned on the past two podcasts get you into a situation where you're not even having to compete, getting them into new construction, finding them off-market properties like what Tina did. She didn't have to compete. Their buyer isn't competing for that. It's an easy transaction, right? So take these solutions and turn them into objection handlers because ultimately that is an objection. I'm not going to list with you because of this. Well, be a problem solver. Your job is to handle the objection and help them to move on. You know, I'm thinking in a competitive listing situation with all listings in all listing situations are going to be competitive in this market. Especially now. Very especially now. If you are an agent who is bringing to the seller all of these types of possibilities, all you know, different paths forward for them to transact, and the other agents are just doing what they've always done. Do you guys see how information is power? Do you see how skill set is power? Do you see how you're going to win the listing even if you had no previous relationship with that seller because the seller is seeing that you're on the ball, that you're thinking forward, that you're not just waiting for inventory to appear? Mm -hmm. Do you guys get the difference between the past market and this market? It's about what you know, and it's about your willingness to apply that skill. That is what coaching is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. Thank you for continuing to keep this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. And a friendly reminder, yes, this is still Julie and I's birthday month. Yes, Julie and I have a combined age now of 105 combined age. <laughs> And so please do give us a five-star review on um, iTunes. If you've not yet done so, please go to iTunes right now. You're probably listening on iTunes. Scroll all the way down. Give us a five-star. Don't give us a four-star. It doesn't hurt you to give us a five-star. It doesn't take much ex extra work. Just click five stars. <laughs> we certainly appreciate it. And leave a comment, but do leave a comment about what this podcast has meant to you. Let us know uh, what you have learned from it, how it's helping you to transact, how it's helping you to realize that this market, despite all the things you probably are being told, is the best market for agents with skill sets who are willing to, you know, essentially drill down on the fact that our highest and truest purpose on this planet is being of service to other people. This is going to be your market if you're willing to do what this market demands. Thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.